Welcome. This talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org. Hello, my name is David Lee. Thank you very much for having me here, especially on this wet morning. <laughs> Thank you, and I feel warm already in, in this room. I think it's coming from everybody here and that space that we're sharing. Yes. Um, feel free to use informal break at any time. Use the restroom, go out, drink water at any time. I will go straight through. Is that okay? Uh, but feel free to take informal break at any time. Uh, so today's topic will be the four foundation of mindfulness and how it, how we can use it in our daily life. Um, <clears throat> first, I, I'm just going to use techniques so that you can awaken that what you the wisdom that you already have in your in yourself. First. You know, our, our pets, the dogs and cats, they all have to go through uh, birth, old age, suffering and death, just like ourselves. In fact, they live less than us. They only live up to 20 years. Yet they are happy, more than us sometimes. So what, what's, what are the obstacles that preventing us from being happy compared to other species that and yet we uh, we have more capacity and more intelligence so can anybody judgment point out judgment why why judgment causing because uh, our minds unlike their minds are a, a thinking machine a planning machine yes and a comparing machine okay. and there's it's not and so, <clears throat> judgment, any, anybody else? Yes, please. They're always in the present moment. Present moment, too, yes. And judgment, those two, they go together because when you're judging, you're not in the present moment. Yes, uh-huh. So let's taste it and by using uh, the four foundations of mindfulness and the uh, experience that we have practiced. Uh, through the sitting meditation, and it's a good way to stretch. Is it okay if everybody can stand? You can stand in front of the chairs if you're in front of the chairs. Uh, your feet are parallel, hip width. In yoga pose, there's a, a pose they call chair pose. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, you can allow the chair to touch your feet uh, if you want, and you sit down. Imagine you have a chair uh, behind. Uh, behind you and you sit down, keep your back straight and uh, buttocks all the way back so your knees are above your ankles, keep your back straight. So the first foundation of mindfulness is the uh, m mindful of the body. So you, the body straight, the back straight, buttocks back and then slowly coming up. That's the first foundation. Yeah, so in, it's go in chronological order. You got to see that the body in order to see the sensation, in order to see the thoughts, and in order to see the, the uh, law of nature, which is the fourth condition. 
Is that okay? So the pose is okay? Feel free if, if you're tired, you don't have to do it. Uh, yeah. So second foundation is sensation. Yes. So let's sit down again. Where are the sensations? If you feel them, continue to sit. Bird up the other way back. Anybody? No? Thighs. 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 <laughs> is, it, is it pleasant? Is it pleasant or unpleasant? Unpleasant. Unpleasant. <laughs> Let's kind of. How about the thighs now? Is it pleasant or unpleasant? Neutral. Pleasant. Yeah. Neutral. Neutral or pleasant. If, if you compare earlier. Yeah. Okay. So it's pleasant. Yeah. Because now you get rid of the unpleasant. Now you feel pleasant. Yeah. So that's the second foundation of mindfulness is the sensation. The third foundation of mindfulness is thoughts. Thoughts, feelings, emotions. <coughs> so let's sit down again. Now focus on the third foundation. So as the thighs are unpleasant, what thoughts are going on in your mind right now? Be over. <laughs> Be over. It's like or dislike? Dislike. Dislike. And now let's stay a little bit longer and see the proliferation. What else does it proliferate? It jumps to more, escalate to more. David, get up. Get, get up. <laughs> no, okay, come on. Okay. So now it's pleasant sensation. What kind of thoughts do you have? Like or dislike? Like. And what else? Relief. Relief and pro- notice any, any other proliferation of thoughts. Worry, you're going to make us do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so you see how sensation connects to thoughts? They, they go together and thoughts proliferate. From just one, they proliferate to ten. Okay. So that's the third foundation, which is the thoughts. Yeah. And, you, and they, uh, thoughts and sensation are psychosomatic, so they interrelate to, with each other. So the fourth foundation is, uh, you figure it out from your own wisdom, <laughs> the love nature. So down and then up. Now we're going to synchronize with the breath. Out breath, we're coming down. In breath, we come up. Out, unpleasant. In, pleasant. Out, dislike. In like, out, unpleasant, dislike, in pleasant and like, and then coming back in neutral, feel the difference. Okay, what kind of, what law of nature is that? Anybody? Cause and effect. Cause and effect. Gravity. Gravity. No, no, law of nature in our body. Just feel in the body. You feel change? Change, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what is that? In, impermanence. In, impermanence. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it will change. <laughs> impermanence. Can you feel in your body that impermanence? Yeah, it changed. It keeps changing from pleasant to unpleasant, from like to dislike. Yeah. That's the law of nature in our body. We have to feel that in our body to recognize that. Otherwise, we don't see it, then it controls us. Yeah. It keeps taking us. Now, we all want pleasant. Don't we? Tell our quads to be pleasant. I'll give you ice cream tonight. <laughs> Tell our quads to be pleasant. Yeah. So continue to massage your quads. 
tell it to be tell them to be pleasant so that uh, light arise we don't want this light we want light and we want pleasant so let's sit again you can either put your arms forward or continue to massage your quad and tell them to be pleasant buttocks all the way back so that your knees are above your ankles buttocks all the way back continue to massage do they listen to you? <laughs> no. No? Why not? <laughs> A little bit more. Maybe with more time they'll listen to you. Do they do they listen to you? No, less than now. So what's what's the second law of nature? Suffering ends. So you want it you want it uh, to have a self, you want to control it, to make it pleasant, Attachment. yet they won't. Okay. Uh, Clinging. Close. Non-self. Non-self. Meaning you can't control them. It, the, the, the sensation follow the um, condition. Mm. They don't follow what you want. Mm. Yeah? So what you want is pleasant, but condition make it unpleasant. <laughs> yeah? So that's law of nature. Let's sit down. Are, are we stretching good enough? <laughs> so, uh, why? So, going back to your statement about judgment and pleasant moment. So, this is how they apply. Is that you have tasted that we. The law of nature is everything's arise and falls is impermanence and also non self. It changes according to condition. But our want in mind, it wants everything permanent. It only wants the pleasant. It doesn't like unpleasant. It, <coughs> it wants uh, the youth. It doesn't want old age. It wants the health. It doesn't want sickness. But love nature keeps changing. And we uh, also, the want in mind also wants a self. I want, I want things to change according to what I want. But whereas uh, law of nature is, it changes according to what the universe wants, not according to what I want. And so there are two ways to live in our life. We can change the law of nature to make it fit with my want, <laughs> change other people, change the circumstance, change the surrounding to make it fit with what I want so that I'm always pleasant, so that things change according to my want, it fits with what my want. Would that work? Because <laughs> no. then we always have to fight with our the law of nature, with our surrounding. If if that's and that's that the, but the want that's the what the want in mind wants. Yeah, the want in mind always want uh, a permanence and a self, whereas the law of nature is follow the impermanence and non-self. And you have taste that impermanence and non-self in just a simple. Chair pose, yoga chair pose. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the first way we create suffering by trying to keep fighting with the law of nature. What is the second way? How do we go around it, please? Just accept it. Accept it. How do we accept it? Just let it be. Let it be. How do we let it be? Embrace it. Embrace it. So, can we, in order to accept meaning we don't follow the want in mind. The want in mind would still say, I hate 
unpleasant. I want pleasant. Can we be something bigger than that one thing mind? If we if we are bigger than that one thing mind, then we can decide. Then we can, then we have a choice not to follow that one thing mind. But if we are inside the one thing mind, then even though psychologically we said we want to accept, but it's still pulling us wherever it goes. Yeah. So we have to be bigger than that in order for it not to uh, uh, control us. Yeah. So we want <clears throat> we we want to know we want to taste that we're more than that one thing mind. Let's. Let's taste it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, remember the foreground and background, the sound of the bell? The bell is uh, that it's like the one thing mind. Anything that has birth and death is the one thing mind. It is it, a form, it's an object of awareness. And then the one that is, um, so each sound has birth and death. But the hearing capacity is before, during, and after. You taste, you're more than the sound of the bell, right? Now you're more than the so I'm, I'm going to lead you to something a little bit harder. You're more than the sensation, and then you're more than the thought. So sensation is easier and before you go to the thought. So we can do just a simple stretch, and you can hear. So raise your left arm up. And then right hand, if you sit on a chair, hold on to the chair, or, or if you sit on the uh, cushion, on the Jabutan, you can put your hand on the ground and then lean to the right and then open the chest towards the ceiling. The, the openness, the openness from the chest, keep your neck free, coming back to neutral. And the other side, right arm up, lean towards the left. If you're on the chair, left hand holding on to the chair, and then right arm back, open the chest, coming back to neutral. And, uh, So <clears throat> left now left arm up lean to to the right neutral right arm up lean to the left neutral and now we're going to synchronize with the breath or with the sound of the bell let's synchronize with the sound of the bell to the right As you lean to the right, notice sensation of the left ribcage, neutral. As you lean to the left, notice the sensation to the right ribcage, neutral. So, left ribcage, birth, death, gap. Noticing you're more than the sensation of the ribcage. You exist in the gap before, during, and after. Similar to the sound of the bell. You're more than the sound. You exist in the space before the bell, before the sound, during, and after the sound.
mind have, has dissolved, but the hearing capacity is still here. The sensation on, in your ribcage has dissolved, but your knowing capacity, your awareness is still here. Rest in this open space of awareness. So the wanting mind is similar to the sensation of your ribcage. It just comes and goes. But can you see that the sensation in your ribcage is in you instead of you're in it? It comes, it goes, but you're still here. So you're bigger than it. It becomes the content and you're just infinite container holding this content. Thought is similar to that sensation of the ribcage. It comes and goes. And sometimes you can feel the thoughts in the body. For example, a thought of an angry thought. You can feel the tightness in your chest. So it has a boundary, just like the boundary of your ribcage. It comes and goes. Is the tightness of the chest in me or am I in the tightness? If you can taste the rib sensation of the rib cases in you, then you can also taste the tightness of the chest is in you. And so we're coming back. Can you feel the sensation of the ribcage in that exercise? Um, to make it out more relevant, when you see up here, what do you see? Mm-hmm. What do you see? The moon. The moon? What else do you see? Color. Uh-huh. And what else? Look at something bigger. What is it? Art. Art. What, do you, what else do you see? Nice. Wall. The wall, beautiful. <laughs> uh, usually when we see, we only focus on the foreground, the picture frame. We don't focus on the background, which is the wall. Why is that? We only focus on the changing, the foreground changing, the background is always there. Why we only focus on the changing? We don't focus on the unchanging background. Object of attention. Object, yes, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Discern. Uh-huh. We can discern. We can discern. Because it's Boundaries. self-survival. Can you imagine in the, uh, you're in the wilderness and you see some grass moving, you focus on the grass moving? You don't focus on the grass that stands still, <laughs> right? Because self-survival. Maybe a mountain lion waiting there. So it's self-survival. But then because of that self-survival instinct, the habit, now we bring the same thing to our daily life. We only focus on the unpleasant, the pleasant, but we don't focus on the neutral sensation. And now the pleasant will take us here, the unpleasant to wanting, the unpleasant will do aversion, the pleasant to clinging, but we forget all about the neutral. 
and that's the practice here. So when I use the sound of the bell, we focus only on the bell sound, but we fo don't focus on the hearing capacity. And that hearing capacity is important to awaken us to step out from the sound of the bell. In the same way, this wall helps us to step out from the picture frame. It's a shift of your self-identity. If you can shift your notice here, then you can shift your self-identity out to this something bigger. So now, this one's still here, but now it's a part, it's not the whole. So if anger is arising, if you only focus on this picture, then you become ang angry. Then anger takes possession of you. You become 100% of the anger. But if in the midst of the anger, now you rest here, you embrace the anger. Now anger is still the same, but now in relation to this, now maybe it's only 10%. And, you, and it's manageable if it's 10% because you can rest in the 90%. But if you, if you forget about here, then you rest here now, you become 100% of your consciousness. So it's a shift of, to make your consciousness bigger. So the anger is in you instead of you're in the anger. It's a shift. So how can you bring your consciousness bigger and bigger and bigger? So that it includes everything, yet more than everything. So now this is like your child the anger of your little child, and now you become the parents embracing the anger. So the practice is to awaken this parental figure, to awaken this consciousness, this awareness itself. So we are using the object of awareness to awaken the awareness itself. And that's the practice. Uh, so I was using the sound of the bell to awaken the hearing capacity. This is the sound of the bell, hearing capacity. I'm awakening the... Uh, Sensation, using sensation in the rib cage to awaken the awareness. I'm using the uh, uh, sensation of the quad, the chair pose, here to awaken the awareness. And that's our practice. And then when we're using the quads, first we use the unpleasant when we come down, and then the pleasant when we come up. But both pleasant and unpleasant, we embrace both and then we rest in the background, embracing both. And that's the freedom. It's how to use the foreground from pleasant to unpleasant to awaken the background, the one who's embracing both. And it's a shift from here, from here, here to here. And in that shift, we're not feeding energy into it. And what happens when we don't feed energy into it? It's just dissolving the zone because we're the one that feed it. So that's... That's the gist of the four foundations of mindfulness, is how to see the interaction of our body sensation, our mind, and that which can uh, take us away. And by seeing those things, suddenly <coughs> step out to become the parental figure, the seeing capacity that embracing both. And that's the essence of the four foundations of mindfulness. This follow the law of uh, impermanence and non-self. And by resting here, we can embrace it yet more than it. And this is formless. Awareness is formless. So if you're not familiar with resting in the formless, the loving capacity, 
then you can rest in the sensation from feet to head, the body scan, head to feet. So all we need to do is extend our consciousness to become bigger and bigger, and that can be achieved through awareness or our unconditional love, loving capacity, or through our body sensation, the body scan, feet to head, head to feet. And then we're going to have a practice on that to deal with our difficulties, our obstacles using the four foundations. Um, before we go to that, any questions or you want to share? How was that sitting? It's okay. How is the sound of a bell? Uh, your favorite chapels? <laughs> you didn't expect to do it. <laughs> but I, I like to introduce that so that you feel it instead of hearing me talk about unpleasant. Now you feel the unpleasant in you, and you feel the pleasant, and you feel your mind proliferation. Yeah? Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> usually, we have a thousand of problems in daily life, yeah? Because, <clears throat> and the four foundations help us to have only two problems instead of a thousand problems, yeah? We have problems with the kids, with the spouse, with work, with cars, with house, with, you know, unstable the stock market, with health, <laughs> with everything, a thousand problems. But if we shift from thoughts, which is the third foundation of mindfulness, to sensation, which is the second foundation of mindfulness, because they interrelate, psychosomatic, interrelate. So if we shift to sensation, how many problems do we have? Anybody? It's only two problems. It's only two, pleasant and unpleasant, that's it. And, and now I make it easier to solve. And what do we do? Our habitual tendency is pleasant. We cling on to it. And what is, how about unpleasant? We push it away. So when we shift from the thoughts, which is a thousand of our problems, to sensation, now only two problems. That's it. So a person who gets laid off is who's depressed, and the person who has a divorce who's depressed. The outer problem is different, a difference. But the inner problem, the outer problems are the thoughts, the third foundation, but the inner problem is the sensation are the same. And our reactivity is to the inner problem, not the outer problem. The outer problem only create a tightness in the chest or a throbbing in the belly or a tightness in, in constriction in the throat. And then we react to the inner problem, the sensation, which cause suffering. So if we shift from the outer problem to the inner problem, then we only have two problems. And not only two problems, but that's, we're going to the source of our reactivity. The outer problem is only the symptom, the inner is the source. So, so shift from the outer to the inner, shift from the third foundation to the second foundation, and there you go to the source. Please. Or you could use a shortcut and cut off all thoughts. Then <laughs> <laughs> you have zero problems. Um, <laughs> if you cut... not even aware of itself. <laughs> if you cut off the thoughts, then uh, we may go into a uh, repression because uh, this is, <clears throat> this is uh, our, for example, this is our depression, yeah? This is our awareness, yeah? 
So when we cut them off, we are not focusing. Uh, we just fo we just paying attention to the awareness. Let's say the thought. We use the I'm I'm sorry the breath. We use the breath to push away by focusing on the breath. We're not focusing on the tightness of the chest, so we're repressing it. But then it will come back up at night. It will come back again and again. So in meditation, instead of separating them, now we put the depression in the awareness. We embrace the depression. So the depression is like a, a smaller circle. The awareness is a bigger circle. So if we embrace it, and then we know that it's in ourselves. It's, it's in you instead of you're in it. So we shift our self-identity out here. We're not shifting our attention. We, we're still paying attention to depression, but we shift our self-identity. Can you tell the difference between mm -hmm. attention versus self-identity? Attention is what you pay attention to, but self-identity is where you put the I, me, mine. That's where the en source of energy flow. So energy, so by shifting the self-identity from the depression to the one who's holding the depression, then, it's, then we're not feeding energy into the depression. And we're more than the depression. From that more than, then we can have a clear scene and see what, what can we do to solve the problem. Um, because energy cannot be destroyed. We cannot delete the thoughts. We can only transform the energy to awareness. Just like uh, the sound. This one, it cannot be destroyed. The gravitational energy cannot be It just transforms into sound. Yeah. So we cannot destroy a thought of depression. We can only embrace it and then shift the energy, our self-identity from depression to the, from the, the child who is depressed to the parents who are embracing the child. By doing so, energy is also shifted from the child to the parent, because energy flows wherever you place your self-identity. I mean mine. Yeah. So, and, and that's the essence of our practice, is to shift the energy flow. So, this is repression. This is meditation. Included. Yet more than <coughs> Included. <coughs> Send unconditional love to it. Please do. If you cut off, well, it's not even cutting off thoughts. If you just pay attention to thoughts, they go away on their own. Yeah. So it, it's just like using the body. Yes. You're stepping back from thought. Yes. And when you use a, you know, like a Zen technique, like Shikantaza, yes. uh, you're just noticing the thoughts and they go away on their own. Yes. So you're not doing anything to them. Just, right. The awareness right. helps them yes. dissolve. Beautifully said, yeah. Uh, it's similar to the Zen technique. Uh, <clears throat> so first, first step is you pay the attention to the thought. And second step is you shift your self-identity from the thought to who's the one that paying attention to the thought. First step only helps you to notice to become the second step. It's the second step that's the most important, more so than the first step. First step only prepare you to jump to the second step. It's the second step that when you shift from the thought to the one who's watching the thought, then, then that's, that's the essence of our practice.
because if you don't shift, if you only pay attention to my, the thought and say, it's, it's my thought, it's my depression, then you still suck. You get to shift the my to, it's my awareness of the depression, but it's not my depression. Then, then, it's, then that's the practice, then that's the shift of energy. So how to shift the I, me, mind to awareness? Yes, please. Ourselves more aware of the thought. So if one numbs oneself to their feelings, mm -hmm. how, how would you suggest yeah. that we practice? Yes, yes, yes. Making ourselves yes, aware? Yes. Okay. And, and that's the technique of the Four Foundation, and we uh, talk about a little bit earlier. Now we can go into detail more. So thought are very intangible. It's very hard to see the boundary. But sensation is much more tangible. You can see the boundary because you can feel the sensation <coughs> in your body. So <clears throat> when you're watching the thought, see if you can watch the sensation of that thought in the body. For example, an anger arises, a thought about somebody say something mean to you. Instead of focus on the storyline, first you start out on the storyline, but then you shift from the storyline what that person say, mean things, what that particular words, particular action, particular body language, now to the sensation itself. Feel where the tightness of the chest. Now, now you can step out of the boundary, the, sense, the tightness of the chest. It's not, so it's not the thought uh, what that person said that caused you to be angry. That per whatever that person said only caused you to, to have a tightness in the chest. And now you step out of that tightness <clears throat> in the chest. Does it make sense? So that person cannot make you angry. That person can only make you have a tightness in the chest. Mm -hmm. But you make yourself angry because you're reacting by pushing away that tightness in the chest. So we cannot change that person, but we can not react to that tightness in the chest. And that's the practice. And by not reacting, now we stand outside of the anger. And in that standing outside, now we can find the best way to deal with that person. Instead of being controlled by that anger and, and reacting towards, the, the, uh, uh, towards this tightness. So it's like you, you become the third person. You're not only watching that person, the, uh, that person saying mean things to you, but you're also watching yourself getting angry. And from the vantage point of the third person, now you can tell the child, hold on a little bit, child. <laughs> now <laughs> now we, this is the best way to deal with it. So that's the way. So shift from the thoughts to the sensation. And then, and then from the sensation, shift uh, from the sensation, embrace the sensation <coughs> with love and then shift from the child who's been angry to the mom who's embracing the child. So it's a two-step. Change from thoughts to the sensation, from the thoughts to the sens sensation, which is, which is the component of the thought, and then from the sensation, embrace it with unconditional love. That's the loving kindness that you practice. And shift from the child who's hurting, who's angry, to the mom who's embracing and from the vantage point of the mom, that's awareness. Now you can deal with it. 
seizure. In fact, we'll practice that soon. So you get a taste of that. Yeah. Does it help to note when cessation of a thought occurs? Yes, yes. So that's why you you always focus on the boundary line, the boundary, the birth and the death. Usually the death is harder to, to focus, so I would focus on the birth. But and, when you do you acknowledge know. it, kind of like your breath the same way. Like the In the same way as the breath. Yeah. So there are two ways to acknowledge the boundary line in the time dimension and the space dimension. For example, when you're angry, the space dimension is the, uh, uh, notice the boundary, so it's in the chest, so the chest is to the right of the left armpit and to the left of the right armpit, below the neck, above the belly. That's the space dimension. So you embrace the space dimension of the, uh, the chest, so that you can rest, you say, ah, I'm more than just, I'm more than just chest. I'm also exist in the feet, in the knees, from sensation feet to head, head to feet, more than the chest. That's the space dimension. Or the time dimension is, it has birth, it has birth, staying for a while, and death. But before birth, you are always there. So, object of awareness is constricted, confined within space and time. But the awareness is outside of, beyond space and time. So find the boundary of space and time, and from that boundary, you step out. Usually you step in <laughs> is when you get stuck. But now, from the boundary, now you step up. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, yeah, so please. it's easier to recognize the beginning than the end? It's easier to be, uh, see the beginning, right? Uh -huh. Why is that? Or if you want to go to the end, it's fine too. So <laughs> it works both ways. Okay. It works both ways, yeah. It's like watching cars go by, but you're not trying to run into a moving car. And right. Find the gap between the cars. <laughs> this is car number one, car number two. Find the gap in between. <laughs> just like uh, this room here. If This is an infinite room, so I extend the walls and the ceiling out into infinity, so it's an infinite room. I can't see the space of this room. So the way I see the space is I see the gap between person one, person two, gap between person two, person three, gap between person three, person four. And then those gaps merge together. Now I can see the space of the room. So awareness is like the space of the room. So you can't go directly into awareness, but you can see the space between the object of awareness. So that's why you focus on the object of awareness in order to awaken the awareness, which is the space. And then shift your self-identity from the object to this awareness. And in that shift is the freedom. Like here, gap between the object, gap between object, and now the gap merged together. Now you see, actually, those gaps are part of the wall, and it's the wall, and you shift into the wall, shift into the background. And in that background, you become bigger than the foreground. So the foreground can be something difficult like depression, anger, but it now no longer control you. You rest in the gap, and in that gap is your freedom. You're not being controlled by that stimulus anymore, because there's, there's that gap that helps you to stay grounded. Yeah, please do. Wendy gave a talk yesterday. She was talking about, someone gave this quote about uh, it's almost like watching a movie 
yeah. the difference between being in the movie and you're fighting and, and mm -hmm. frustrated and you know just you know want the character to win and then stepping back from the movie and, and yes yes not mm -hmm. having to deal with all those emotions and all the suffering beautiful you know, so we can change our perspective yes in fact uh, so consider beautiful example uh, so it's like in the theater in a theater you go to a theater a play you have a drama on stage and uh, and the audience in the background so whatever arises whatever you see has birth and death is the drama on stage and then the audience is the one who's watching the drama who's in who exists not only in the gap before, during, after, and the gap in front, behind, so that now you're stepping back uh, to become the audience. And as the audience, you are not being affected by the drama on stage. Uh -huh. So um, awareness has two <coughs> elements. Emptiness, which is the gap, and luminosity, which is your awareness, which is your uh, um, attention, paying attention to it. So the way to awaken awareness is to pay attention to it at the boundary, which is the luminosity aspect and the space uh, to awaken the space around it. So emptiness and awareness. Yeah, that's, that's the quality of awareness. So we can practice. Let's practice. Uh, difficult emotion? Is that what, what obstacle? Mm. Using four foundation to overcome obstacle. Any obstacle? <coughs> Just name one. What's the common obstacle that we're facing? Worry about the future? Worry. Mm. Yeah, let's yeah. say worry. <laughs> Is that okay? Worry, anxiety. Perfect. If it yeah. doesn't work for you, feel free to do something else. Should we talk Stress? Yeah. <laughs> and now we can use the, uh, the example of the movie. Uh, uh, so, stage and audience. Yeah? So, <clears throat> let's sit. So, we're going to, uh, first we're going to establish this, the audience, which is awareness. First step. Second step is we talk about this, uh, the drama on stage, which is the uh, anxiety. And third step is when we combine both together at the same time, in parallel, the audience and stage. And then with practice, you get used to it. Then you can, in daily life, you can go straight into the third step without going through first and second. So let's sit.
Now establish your resting place, your audience, which is you can use as a, your unconditional love in capacity. So bring unconditional love to whatever is arising and rest in this loving capacity. You can start with the phrases, may you be happy. May you live with ease. And then, and then once you awaken this loving capacity, you can drop the object of love, drop the phrases, and rest in this unconditional love. This unconditional love is your audience. Continue to rest here in the audience. Or you can also rest in your body scan. Go from feet to head, head to feet, and rest in the sensation, the neutral sensation throughout the whole body. Feel free to choose whatever you feel most comfortable and to find a resting place. That's step number one is to rest in this unconditional love, love as the audience or the body scan as the audience. Rest in the neutral sensation. Now step two is the, now we want to introduce the drama on stage. <coughs> now think back within the last year, last few months, few, week, few weeks or few days, or even few years ago, the incident that caused you to be anxious stressful, 
worry of your feeling to choose any situation that causes a difficult emotion in you. Just reenact what happened during that time. Um, remember what that person said, did or did not do. His or her action or inaction that caused you to be stressful. Imagine that it's right in front of you right now. You're in that situation. Go deep into it. Relive it as if, as if it's occurring right now. You can re replay it over and over again to to allow that worry, that anxiety to come up, that stressful feeling to come up. Imagine all the planning involved to deal with that worry. Continue to let it, give it total freedom to come up. Total freedom. Relive what that person said, or what you said in response, or what circumstance. And now focus on the sensation of when you're worrying from that incident. Where do you feel in your body? In just one word, anybody, where do you feel in your body? Throat. In the throat. Is it open space or constriction or? Constriction. Constriction. Anybody else? Chest. Chest. Constriction too? Or uh, tightness? Um, oh, just feels like the alien's popping out. So okay. I guess that's <coughs> constriction. Okay. So continue. Choose your. Feel free to use your own. I'm going to use the constriction in the throat as an example. But feel free to use your own, whether it be in the chest, belly, shoulders, necks, or anywhere else. Choose your own. So now, oh, now only focus on the sensation of the body. So we now we shift from the sec, from the third foundation to the second foundation, from the thoughts to just the body sensation. Now no longer focusing on the thoughts, on the storyline, what that person said what the circumstance now only focus on the 
constriction in the throat. Notice the boundary of the constriction. Send unconditional love to it. Notice the constriction in the throat is confined in the throat. It's below your chin, above your shoulders. But this unconditional love is bigger than that. And now the third step is bringing the audience and the drama on stage together. Now, bring unconditional love to the throat. Or you can rest in the body scan from feet to head as the audience while embracing the drama on stage as the constriction in the throat. When you bring unconditional love, the constriction in the throat is an object. It's like a child who's hurting and you become the parents who is embracing the child. The parents exist before the child. The unconditional love exists before the constriction of the throat. Continue to rest in this unconditional love. Allow this child who has constriction in the throat the total freedom to express his 
himself or herself. All you, all you're doing is just provide an open space of love and embracing the child. That's all you're doing. Give the child the total freedom to express itself. All you're doing is just resting in this parental figure. Remember, taste this parental figure, this unconditional love. When we end in our meditation session in a minute, the child will change, his wanting mind will change, his or her wanting mind, the difficulty will change, the obstacle will change, but this unconditional unconditional love of the parents remain the same. It's big enough to embrace whatever other changes that may arise as we're walking out of this room into our daily life. If you can taste this unconditional love of the parents in here, you can do the same outside. your question? Yes, you, we shift from the thoughts, the storyline, to the body sensation, and that becomes your child, and then you embrace it. And when you embrace it, you find that you're big, you're more than the child, and that's your freedom. But you got to embrace it. Yeah, you're welcome. Any other questions? Um, thank you. Um, my worry was a, a heat in my belly, yes. and when I could rest in awareness and bring back the loving kindness quality in yes. my awareness, mm -hmm. it's like the volume, the temperature was turned down on the heat, but it didn't go away. But mm -hmm. I had mm -hmm. a feeling like. It was well. It was okay being there. Yes. At the low yeah. temperature, it wasn't mm -hmm. so disruptive. It wasn't um, uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So it didn't like completely dissolve away. Sometimes, mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm, lots mm -hmm, of my mm -hmm, thoughts mm -hmm. just like pop up and 
you yes. know, really dissolve completely. Yes. Uh-huh. It really, it really did remain, but it remained in like a welcome yes. state. Beautiful, beautiful. With like uh-huh. low heat, but s- still there. Yes. Like it's still, I'm uh-huh. still, still worried. Right, <laughs> like right, right. It didn't right. totally go away, <laughs> you know, right. but like it could uh-huh. be there. It yes. could be there. And that's, that's the essence of our practice. This is the heat of the belly. Yeah. We're not trying to make it go away. We bring unconditional love, welcome to it, so that now we awaken this unconditional love, the background. And from the vantage point of the background, now it can stay there as long as it wants. And it may even escalate. It may even get worse. It may go down, worse, go down, however it goes. But you just give unconditional love to it. The problem is, it's not the uh, heat of the belly. The problem is when you this is your only existence. The problem is when you make this as a whole. But now, when you bring unconditional love, you embrace it. Now you see it. It's only a part. This is the whole. If this is the whole, then it becomes a problem. But if this is only a part. In the midst of the whole, then it's not a problem. So, the essence of meditation is how to find the wholeness, which is the unconditional love, which is the quality of the human universal whole. So now we can step into our ego identity and use it as an instrument, as our servant, but not as our master. So awaken the whole, the universal whole, and step in to use the the ego, no problem. But if we forget the whole, now the ego is using us. Now that that tightness is using us, then it becomes a problem. So how to recognize it as a part, not the whole. But in order to recognize it as a part, we awaken the, the whole here, the universal whole, outside of our own ego identity. And that's the essence of our practice, how to awaken the awareness. Are we... Are we our thoughts or are we more than our thoughts? <clears throat> if we recognize that we are more than our thoughts, then that's our freedom. Thank you very much for sharing the practice with me. Thank you. Yeah. Look forward to seeing you another time. <laughs> yeah. you, now. you have just listened to a recording from Inside LA in Long Beach. For more information, please visit us at insightla.org.